0: Hello, and welcome to the 17th episode of Wildfire Matters, the podcast that covers all aspects of wildland fire management for the Bureau of Land Management, or BLM. We talk with the people who help manage and protect our public lands, many dedicating their lives to the profession. Today, Jennifer and I are talking with Katrina Arguello, correct? Did I say that right, Katrina? Close enough? Okay, thank you. Um, A wildland firefighter who started on a veterans crew last year and is now working the BLM in Las Cruces, New Mexico on an engine crew. So, and understand that first fire she's missing to join us. Hopefully she can catch up with her crew later, but welcome, Katrina. Thank you for joining today. Yeah, thanks, Katrina, for joining us. Yeah, and it's
1: great
0: great to have an opportunity to actually talk to someone. You know, we've been talking to fire program managers um, for the last year, and so it's great to have somebody who's actually out in the field um, working on a crew and get excited to hear about your background because you actually started on a veterans crew too. So how you got started working in wildland fire? Okay, so basically a little
1: background is um, after graduating high school, um, I was on an AmeriCorps conservation crew out in Bandelier National Monument. Um, And there I kind of found like a niche for uh, working on trails. I really enjoyed it. So right after that summer in 2016, um, I enlisted in the Marine Corps, um, and I was a network administrator and satellite operator. So then in 2020 um, is when I got out of the military, but I wasn't really prepared um, to get out because I thought I was going to do it as a career. So um, what changed was that I had my, my baby boy, and um, I decided that getting out was kind of the best thing to do at that point in my life. So then uh, once I got out, I started taking some fire science classes. Um, I'm pretty sure I've like always been interested in firefighting. It just never really um, kind of like I didn't get into it young or anything like that. But um, getting out of the Marine Corps kind of like struck that interest again. So I uh, talked to the reserve um, recruiters and I... Well, I got into aircraft rescue at a, a unit out there in um, in California. So I was doing that for a while. Um, and I was taking fire science classes as well at the community college. Um, so I thought I was considering like a, a structured firefighting career. Um, and that's how I, I met um, my instructor actually. Like uh, he was working at a volunteer department um, and I saw an advertisement um, that he sent out about getting on with them and everything. So I actually did that for a while. And we took a an S-130 class. And we got to do a small burn. And then that's when I was like, you know, that's when I was like, this might be the route to go. And I've always loved working in the outdoors and just being out in the outdoors. So um, that really helped a lot. So then it was kind of around that time too, like just got kind of lucky. I was scrolling through Facebook And the Gila National Forest had an advertisement for a women in wildfire boot camp. Um, So I applied for that and I went to Glenwood, New Mexico for a week to do that. And basically we just did a little bit of everything to kind of see what the job would be like. And we we PT'd, we did a hand dig and we did a hike. And then we would have Q&A discussions with uh, different personnel throughout the service. And that's really what helped a lot. So they taught us how to apply for these jobs through USA Jobs. Um, and then that season, I ended up applying for multiple jobs throughout different states. Um, and then ultimately, I decided to go with the veterans hand crew in Spokane, Washington. So,
0: so how was that transition from military to fire?
1: Uh, it, it, went, it went pretty smooth. So many of us on the crew were, were first-year seasonals. Um, but we all kind of brought many experiences and skills to the table, um, all coming from different backgrounds. Um, so most of, all of us were also like a long way from home. Um, but that kind of also helped kind of form that bond and sense of family. So uh, taking all of the classes together, you know, everyone started from from day one. Um, and I think that that helped a lot. But we also, a, a lot of us had that like veteran mindset, um, just kind of taking that with us. And we were able to adapt like very quickly. Um, it also helped like, it was like like quick. Everyone just had each other's back, um, but also like, you know, we could also poke fun of each other and, and be able to handle some of that like dark humor that might not be like <laughs> colorated in, in different worlds, you know? Um, and then of course, like some of the general skills ingrained in the military, um, such as like radio comms, navigation, and then, like I mentioned before, just being able to adapt and overcome, that that really helped a lot for
0: most of us. Yeah, I was going to ask what skills um, that you brought from the military helped you with FIRE. Um, I want to expand on that a little bit. I mean, it does definitely help having that camaraderie already, kind of knowing the type of people you're working with, and, and FIRE is a lot like that too. But, right but you had you you said you had communication skills
1: yeah so you know like everyone everyone's got to learn um you know going through boot camp and everything everyone's got to learn how to use a radio we learn how to navigate all the basics of what a firefighter a wildland firefighter needs to know so yeah like we were a lot of us were starting from day one but it wasn't really starting like as just the beginner we kind of already like understood some of those basics. So going out onto like our first couple of fires and stuff, it's like, yeah, we're like little babies starting out. But it also like we 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 had a sense of like being able to get, get things done and we knew what we were doing. So I think that that helped a lot. How many veterans were on your crew last year? Oh. Um so there was three three Marines total, um, one from the Navy. One was actually currently with the national guard. Um, and then, so there was one that's been in fire for a few years. So she's the one who brought experience and then our boss, of of course. Um, and then we had one gal come out too, and, uh, she's, she's not a veteran, but she brings a lot of knowledge. Um, she's always hiked her whole life and everything. So she brought, she was actually, you know, she brought a lot of the navigation into play. She she was better at it than most of us actually were. So it was good to have her. She's worked at REI and she kind of, she's been around those kind of folks her whole life. So it was, it was good to have her as well.
0: Great. So you all brought something different to the table. That's um, right. That's right. So yeah. you had a lot of women on your crew.
1: I, I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, like I haven't been a, around, you know, that much in fire, but yeah, I mean, no one here at the, my like, current unit, like, there, is, I'm the only female, so yeah, there was three of us total on on the small
0: module that I was on with the veteran crew. So I know you you kind of covered this when you started looking for a fire job, um, but and and you looked for different positions, but what attracted you the most, I guess, to the the veteran crew? Um. Honestly, it was so it
1: kind of happened by chance that I found out it was a veterans crew specifically. Um, I went through the process of applying on USA jobs and I was just ready to get my foot in the door. So I applied for as many jobs that I saw interesting. And I, I just um I took the calls. I and I talked to the different, you know, supervisors and everything. But I really the lead the leadership and um you know, my supervisor actually hired me on. He was kind of the one where I was like, I am willing to to drive out to Washington State. And, um, you know, I was willing to just because he was putting, I could tell he was putting a diverse crew together. He would talk about it. He would talk about everyone, you know, he was bringing on. He's talked about, like, it got real personal. And, and I really appreciated that. So um, that was one of the main reasons that I did that. And when I found out it was like a veteran's crew, um he talked to me about it too that just kind of added added to it i you know i've been around folks in the military so it was like well at least i'll feel a
0: little at home just just knowing that right you already have something to talk about coming into it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that helped a lot yeah. a shared the background does help a lot um what type of work did you perform on the crew on the hand crew so obviously hand using hand tools but was the main kind of thing you did
1: right so uh we were an initial attack module um and we basically we covered their entire state of washington um so we kind of stayed there the entire season but uh, it kind of depended on on what what was going on we helped a lot of different agencies but yeah one of our main main purposes is we'll hike out there you know if we we get a call we're gonna hike to wherever the fire is and we're gonna dig some line um we did multiple like burnouts and then um, we did a lot of mopping up. So <laughs> I can see a lot, a lot of mopping up, but that was fun too. Yeah. Um, and then we occasionally worked alongside other, like I said, other agencies, but we got to work with engines. So I actually did get some experience with that and um, learning water suppression as well. So that kind of helped going into what I am in now. Um, we also did like fuels projects um such as like thinning out ponderosa pines um to allow some of that aspen some of the aspen stands to to grow um and then we at the end of the season we got, we helped the fish and wildlife service with a prescribed to burn so so that was good
2: you got a lot of varied experience in your first year <laughs> i was gonna say that's a that's a lot of a lot of diversity in what you did that first year
1: yeah, it was. We even kind of there was like one, two where we even ended up like on like the Canadian border. So um we drove a lot. We drove a lot, but <laughs> Yeah.
0: What's the yeah. farthest distance you probably drove to a fire?
1: It was definitely to to the Canadian border. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it took maybe
0: like a little more than three hours. Okay. For an I for an initial attack fire uh yeah well they they, there was
1: already personnel on it but we kind of took over it and then we were able to send them send them back home
0: once we got there so what did you like most about working on the crew um
1: i think one of the things i like most about working on the crew was kind of like that sense of um doing something meaningful um you know like i know it's kind of cliche but Um, kind of protecting the land, so that, like, you know, future generations can, can, can enjoy it, Um, so it's definitely, you know, I've, I've always, like, pushed myself, and, and it, it, it's definitely hard on me, Um, (laughs) you know, I'm pretty small, um, but, but it, it it means a lot to me, and, like, going into jobs, like, that's something that's really important, you know, you got to enjoy it, is one of the biggest thing, and, and like they say, it's it's not really work if you if you enjoy it, you know. So I think that's one of the biggest things is just taking something and making it like it's it's very meaningful to me. So meaningful work.
2: I don't really think that's a cliche because I think the um sixteen individuals on podcast before you said the same thing <laughs> yes. just in a different way. So <laughs> I think you're right in line with what everyone else thinks. What I think I believe Carrie and I think too mm-hmm. on why we do this job. So for sure. Right. I appreciate your dedication yeah. too.
0: Well, and and it's military too, and um, work you perform there. Yeah, it's Thank similar you. because you're doing. Yeah, you're you're outdoors a lot, and take that kind of person to appreciate that and, and public service. And so we appreciate. Yeah. That. yeah. Thank you. We yeah, need I more. Pe- need more people like you to yeah. come out. Hopefully, oh. hopefully this will inspire some people to to get on board. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you just can't be scared. You know, you got to try something new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the
0: box. And with um, you, you know, talking about you mentioned your young boy that you just had too. How I know we hadn't really talked about maybe talking about this, but you know, with that adjustment to this new job and and raising a child too, how does that? How do you work this out? Because I know there's other people out there in the same position. You know. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's one of those things, my, 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 I'm always, like, kind of um, confronting myself, and I'm, like, it feels like I'm talking to two different people, and I'm, like, this one is, like, go out, you're young still, do what you want, and, like, go, like, explore the world, and just do it, do it, do it, but then the other part is, like, you're, you're a mom now, you can't, it's not just about you and what you want. Um, so I kind of merged them together and it, it seems to be doing very well so far. I have a good support system. Um, so that helps a lot. My sister and my mom, um, take care of him when I'm, when I'm away and, and they're tremendous. They're amazing. So I have, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have the opportunity to be doing this. Um, but you know, I was away from him last season and I wanted to just get into fire to get my foot into the door, so um, get that experience, which has helped my career already. But this season, knowing a little more about it and kind of how to navigate different ways, I was like, I am gonna try as much as I can to get close to home, so at least like after those fire rolls, you know i'm I'm coming home to him, and I can hug him at the end of the day. so yeah. <laughs> so it's not a full <laughs> six months that I'm away from him, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, that has been hard. Yeah, yeah. so you you are from New Mexico then and then yeah.
1: Yeah, this is home. this is home. Good. But
0: <laughs> good.
2: Yeah, we've had a couple of moms on here too that have said that having that support system um was able to help them get through some of those times as well and um be able to do this career.
1: Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's it's really awesome to be able to do, you know, do both be a mom and um do what you're passionate to about
0: And we appreciate that too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's very helpful for other people that are coming up uh, through the ranks that are like, do I want to be a mom? Can I pull this off at the same time? And hearing people say that you can do that, um, it definitely helps for sure for those folks coming up, wondering if that's the case for them.
1: Yeah, I think, I think if I heard it more too, I I think it would have been easier to just get right to it. So I was really scared starting off too, but yeah, it's doable.
0: It's doable. If you have a good support system, you find that work life your that balance um then yeah if it if it can work it's great definitely we have a lot of generations too, of of, of family members of, that have been in fire too that you know um talked to a, a person today um fire investigator well he was on one of our podcasts yes. and he's uh his son is now thinking about getting in wildland fire and he's second second or third generation fire yeah, too
2: his dad, yeah, his dad was in fire, too. Yeah. So I think, I think that's you might awesome. Pass along. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I hear, you know, some folks like talking about like, yeah, my uncle's in it, my my mom, my dad. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Like you all can just
0: get together, eat some food and talk, talk on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yes. as you get more into fire, you'll talk about more fire
2: stories.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> it's like fish stories right. right. Then it just sure. takes over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I know this will in your second year, right? Um, but can you see yourself doing this, um, performing in Wildland, this job performing in Wildland Fire for a while? Uh, yeah, so this is a job that, like, I can see myself doing for
1: as long as my body will allow <laughs> me to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I do have backups in mind um, because of that. And I'm also pursuing a horticulture degree. Oh, so... Nice. Um, yeah, I know that many folk, you know, who have been in fire for a while have played in different roles. Um, you know, they've been in fire and then they've tried something else federally, but then they've kind of gone back to fire, whether it's fuels or, like, you know, just other things, too. There's, there's just so many, like, um, opportunities. But, um, yeah, working at a Cruces district was my first choice because of that. Um, but... But I think like working on an engine too will add to my skill set um, and give me more experience to really figure out what I want to keep pursuing. Um. So, so I'm excited about that, but I I do have my backups in mind. But I eventually would would really enjoy like try to like apply for a hotshot crew, you know, and then and then go from there. If the season goes goes well, you know, and just keep going. But um, I I really want to like try different parts and just kind of.
0: Go from there. Yeah, and there may be that's a nice thing about fire too because there could be opportunities for you to actually just do an assignment or a detail with a crew crew to see if you like it, like Hell Attack or Hot Shots or something. If you didn't want yeah. to dive right in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Commit, yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's cool. Like this district seems to do a lot of that. Like they'll send people around. So I'm really excited about that because obviously anywhere you go, it's going to be different. Some districts might not be able to do that, but um, this one is, and and I'm excited. So if I get the opportunity, I'm gonna raise my hand and just try it.
2: Yeah, and that's also too, gives you that diverse look of you're like engines, but maybe you like get the bug on the hotshot crew and you're like, oh, that's where I wanna be. Like it just hits you. So seeing those yeah. things or fuels or, or even like horticultural, I mean, maybe you wanna you know, do that and then become a resource advisor and fire and still stay in fire. So I think um, having those options and, and keeping them open like you're talking about is excellent. I agree, yeah. So what advice would you give to service members who are
0: transitioning from military to civilian life and maybe looking for work? Uh,
1: so I would definitely like, I would urge them to like, um, apply for for all the vacancies that apply, to, um, that appeal to you. Um, I would also like reach out to supervisors and and make sure you have references to, you know, that's that's one big thing, like, and people are kind of transitioning out of something, it's like, you're like, kind of just ready to get out of it and go try something new, but um, make sure that you're getting, like, talking to those people and, and just having them as references, because that will make a huge impact on, like, if I didn't have those, like, luckily I had, you know, those great supervisors that I haven't talked to in a while, and they were still re- willing to to be my references, So um, you know, I would do that. And then also like take advantage of TRS and, and the resources on, ba- on base that can help you with building your resume. Um, and again, just just try new things to find what it is that you enjoy. A lot of veterans, you know, we kind of get into a job where we're told to do something. It's not really something we really wanted to do while we were in um, for that period of time. And now we're like already these these older adults, you know, so yeah I would just try new things and and maybe you'll find something that you you never thought you would have done in, before you know
2: what is t r s just for folks that don't know like us, yes, like us. So it's, a, <laughs> it, it's
1: it's basically I forgot what it stands for, but um you're transitioning um
0: Transition a seminar okay okay, yeah,
1: it's a seminar, so when you're transitioning now, all service members have to take it. Um mine was during COVID. So it was online and it I didn't get the full experience that most um uh people transitioning now get to. Like they have to dress up. Um, you know, it's like going to a career fair and they go get that information and everything and they're they they get help with resumes, they get they get a lot of resources now. Um but yeah, so I would really take advantage of that
0: week or two weeks, whatever, how long it is that they have. So you mentioned um, in the beginning that you, you were happening to scroll through Facebook and you found this <laughs> job announcement. Um, how can we, like maybe the BLM better connect to people like you, especially um, maybe through this transitioning service? How do you think Do you have any suggestions?
1: yeah so i i like (laughs) to see advertisements whether it's you know i'm not on my on my phone on social media that much but i happened to be that day and i was able to see it but you know even just walking around that's still a thing you know uh, it's just seeing an advertisement when when you're going like i know like at the nmsu you know i'm a student so even just walking through there and seeing different um advertisements I, I think even there you could hit a lot of a lot of folks there. There's a lot of veterans that are coming off of, you know, they're they're currently students, but they're wanting to look for work too. So um that's one way. Um I would do it even at VA at like the VA centers. Um, you know, we're eventually gonna be gonna end up there, most of us. So we'll see those. Um, and then I would even like, you know, host career seminars or or give that information to people who are in charge of the transition readiness seminar for the TRS, um, held on bases. So I would touch, I would touch base with them. And, um, that's, that's a really easy way to, to get it out to everyone who's transitioning out. Um, but also it could be, um, sent out to unit leaders too. Um, You know, most units they're going to have people in and out, in and out, but they have people transitioning out. So I think if um, we could get emails sent out to them, they could then give that to their their personnel. You know,
2: good advice. Yeah, thanks for all of those ideas. Yeah, I I wish you be writing writing them down. I'm (laughs) just I'm scribbling as much as I can because I already have (laughs) questions for you after we're done here. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I'm curious about like, uh, from that, the job that you did last year to like your first week in just, I know you just started on the engine crew. What are the differences you're seeing so far? (laughs) It feels like a a culture change. I think that the first two days I was, it
1: was a big culture change, but, um, honestly, it's, it's kind of weird how you can just kind of fire is one of those things you you can jump in and you're gonna find those people you know that like it's easy to just start working with and I already kind of feel that like um the things that I don't know how to do you know I haven't worked on an engine, so you know we did a scenario the other day and they're doing the scenario they're going through the motions but they're teaching me on the way and I think that's really awesome that that they're willing to to teach um So, so I feel, I feel pretty confident. Um, You know, we also just did the national review. So um, first starting off, like starting off my first week, I did a national review last year too. So I'm like, well, I get to do, I get to do another one. So um, I get to learn, get to learn about everything that we're doing here. Just through those reviews too. So, so I think it's, it's going well in, I'm excited. My, you know, my engine just went on a, a smoke check right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like an hour ago. So if it is something, so they're going to find a way to get me out there. Yeah. And, you know, that's really important. You know, that like, yeah, my supervisors, they're, they're taking care of their people. They're going to figure it out, you know. So I'm, I'm pretty confident and I'm, I'm glad to be here.
2: How many people are on your engine crew?
1: So there's currently, I believe, five five of us. Or actually, there's eight total. But right now, there's a lot of people in and out. Um, some people at a, are at a course right now, um, and our our engine is actually I'm on a Type Four, and it's in in the in the shop. So we're having to jump around <laughs> with the Type Sixes. So it's it's just we're kind of merging right now. But it's it's we technically have eight people right now
2: and how did the national preparedness review from last year differ to this year being on the two different crews two different states programs
1: i feel like the the last one last year it probably i feel like it lasted a little longer um you know we definitely did it like in like two separate days um it it just it, it's very different you know we actually went we hiked out and we did a dig um, so it, it, it like was very different, but also not so different. There was two medical scenarios on each of them. So I, I kind of like, I was kind of knew what to expect. Um, not so much, but there's a lot of similarities. Um, and I, I mean it's also like, you, you know what you need to be doing. So you need to, you know, make sure everything on the truck is good. Um, safety wise, you know, you do your firefighter list make sure that's all ready. So it, it's, it's pretty similar,
0: but just a little bit different. So what, what's some of the training that you've been doing this past week to get ready for your fire season down there? So we, you know, we basically did all of the refreshers.
1: Um, I started a little later in the season because I am a student. So that's all actually really awesome too, that the BLM or that my bosses allow me to do you know they allow me to still go to school but still hire me on, so I came in a little later in the season, but they they're doing everything there's me and another another guy on the engine, and we're taking our refreshers uh today we just did some u t v training um we're gonna get we're gonna do weather, we've been doing some medical scenarios, um and that's with all of the engines, so yeah, we basically. We're doing a lot and uh you know, I'm I'm even learning to to back up the trailer and stuff and I know that's something, you know, kinda of, kinda of silly, but it's it's something good to know and I haven't personally done it before. So going through these motions and reps, I think, you know, it's gonna help a lot during this coming season and where I'm at, you know, in the desert and and stuff <laughs> like right. that.
2: The desert, yes.
0: yes. <laughs> So what was, what's been your most memorable experience so far? I mean, f- taking in last year, maybe your favorite fire or anything that happened during fire season? Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't really, <laughs> there's so many things. I I mean,
1: I just remember like me picking up a, a gummy worm like off of the floor, like, <laughs> like you know, like you start to go kind of crazy on Fridays, but that's like the fun part. And that's why I say, you know, you got to enjoy all the little moments, but. Yeah, I guess, like, one of one of the memorable ones would be, like, um, yeah, it would be, like, the, when we, we got to the Canadian fire, um, we were actually, like, able to hike up. Um, we were kind of, like, you know, mopping up, sitting on it, making sure everything's good, but we were able to hike up, and, like, on top of it, um, it's the little monument, so, you know, the crew is up there, and we're taking it, we took a picture and everything, so that's my first time that I remember, like, I went to Canada when I was a baby, but I don't remember that, so... That was, that was an important, you know, <laughs> an important thing to me. Um, but there is always,
0: always things going on, you know. And... Yeah, there's so many great places to go when you're in fire. Oh, That's for sure, opportunity to see places that you might not ever go, but go back to.
2: <laughs> and you might. Yep. Being, you were in Canada yeah. last year. Maybe now you'll be on the other border this year, being yep. down in Las Cruces. So <laughs> you could have both, both yeah. scenarios. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I think we definitely will be there. Yeah. So. And it's funny. It is kind of funny. Like, um, you know, there it's it's weird. But like one side, it was kind of like real like brown. And we had a couple of trees here. But like on the Canadian border, like it looked completely different. You know, there was some farms out there and everything, but super green in certain areas and trees. So I'm sure it'll be the same thing here too. But it, it's just really cool to see that and experience it.
2: Sure.
0: And anything so far in your first week, besides missing this fire <laughs> <the> first fire <laughs> to be with us. Any anticipation, expectations for this year? No, um, I think we're gonna, you know, I I'm not
1: like I'm hoping on it, but I think we're gonna go on a burn um coming here in next week. Um, somewhere in the Gila, So I'm I'm really excited about that. I've grown up here, you know, and I I've always gone camping in the Gila and everything. But to be able to like work there and and you know like this is my this is my forest, you know. I love it. I love it here. So to be able to go out and do uh, you know a prescribed burn, that that would be really awesome. So I'm hoping I'm really anticipating for that. And yeah, here too. If if they if this smoke turned into a fire too, they're gonna find a way to get me out there. So. I'm just excited. I'm I'm okay with, you know, waiting it out, but I know eventually when the, the fires start coming, it's it's not gonna stop.
2: So Right. Yeah. yeah. Once everything dries out. And folks can yeah. see her, but she's like grinning yes. ear to ear. She's so excited. <laughs> so yeah, it's awesome to see that. Look um like a new firefighter going out there and, and ready for that experience.
1: Yeah.
0: I
2: remember that I thirty years say, ago. I, I, like I remember that feeling, like yay, I know.
0: That adrenaline, feeling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. and, and every fire is different. You don't, you know, you, you, but you're preparing to like with the readiness reviews mm-hmm. and all that and your refresher trainings, you're all preparing for that. Um, but every fire is just a little different and you're going to have some yeah. great experiences. Yes. I'm excited for you yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. And I'm ready for more,
1: more
2: experiences too.
1: Like you say, everyone, yeah. every fire is going to be different.
2: Yeah, we'll have to tie it back in with you either during the middle or at the end yeah. of the year just to see how your year went. Or text you. We'll text you. You can let us know. For sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> so is there anything you want to talk about or anything that we might have missed earlier? Uh, No, I mean, like,
1: you know, we... I think we covered it mostly. I mean, I could talk about PT that we, we did too, but
0: that's it's pretty basic actually that wouldn't be bad to talk about like how how you physically prepare okay yeah
1: okay yeah so um <laughs> you know last season <laughs> you know it, it um we basically we did it we did a little bit of everything which was really cool that um you know my supervisor allowed that um some places it's it's not like that so to have a to be able to do a little bit of everything um and we would change it up too, so it's not getting old. And then in the Spokane area too, it it's gorgeous out there. So you're you're enjoying it no matter what you're doing. But um, we would go hiking, um, mostly you know, with all of our gear, uh, our hand tools, our pack, um, and our chainsaws, and and that really helped to just be able to like on some of these big fires that we did get. It um it helped a lot to like. Cause I know, you know, one of them kind of kicked our butt, like our first (laughs) real, real big fire, it kicked our butt and we were dehydrated pretty bad. And, um, but like that, the hiking alone, that helped us a lot too. So, um, after that, we kind of like knew how to like, okay, make sure we're staying hydrated properly and everything. But, so we did a little bit of that. Um, we would run, uh, we had this place called like the winery hill. So that helped us with our with our incline, you know, and we ran that a lot, kind of at our own pace. Um, we changed that up, and then we would do trail runs as a crew. Um, that was always fun too. Uh, we'd kind of do like a pine cone, pine cone run too. So you throw it, so you're you're having to focus, but also run, you know. Um, that was fun, and then um, a lot of times, like each of us could like kind of make up our own circuits and stuff too. And we would just kind of follow the leader, you know, we'd do whatever they decided to do for that day. So circuits were were good too. And then we'd lift, we were able to actually um, paint our gym and we got some new equipment, which was pretty awesome. So um, we were able to do that. And if we had downtime, we were able to, to kind of like PT twice a day or whatever it was, you know. Um, and then one of the awesome things too was that we would uh, like when we were pretty burnt out physically and everything. We would just take some days to do yoga, and I think that that helped a lot. I think that helped us to kind of
0: be able to keep pushing. Helps that mental focus too a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: just give the body a little break, rest.
1: Yeah, get in our own little our own little zone, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> all
2: right.
0: Anything else? Nope. All right, Katrina, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it was oh, great talking to you. Too.
1: Yeah, likewise. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, for joining us for our seventeenth episode of Wildfire Matters and missing your first fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not a big one. Yes. But it's nice to get that filled perspective and preparing for the fire year fire season um and not just talking about myself but we all really appreciate what you're doing and what you've done um in the military as well to protect this country and our natural resources so thank you for thank thank you for your excitement and enthusiasm too
2: For, for this job, because it, it really does take that. <laughs> it does, very much. Yeah, and thanks for joining us today. It was great talking to you and meeting you. Um, and so, yeah, that's been a, it's been a pleasure. And um, to learn more about NIFC or the BLM, please visit our website at www.nifc.gov. If you have questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future podcasts, email them by visiting the nifc.gov website and scroll down to the Contact Us. Use Wildfire Matters podcast in the subject line. And remember to follow us at BLM Fire on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you all for listening. Please join us next time when we hope to spark
0: a conversation with a member of the Alaska Fire Service. Until Until then, stay safe
2: and be wildfire aware. aware.